More than one million people have now fled the country. CBS's Stacey Lynn spoke with the head of a relief group. HIAS is one of the many organizations at the border helping the refugees. The scene at these train stations is very much organized chaos. Carrie Tannehill is the director of emergency and humanitarian programs. They're feeling a little shell-shocked. They're a little bit overwhelmed. She says the refugees coming in right now seem a bit more wealthy and well-connected with somewhere to go. The anticipation, though, is as this crisis wears on, the people coming over the border are going to be more and more vulnerable groups that she says will need more assistance with the plan moving forward as covid cases continue to fall in this country more cities and counties are lifting indoor mask mandates but anthony flores and his daughter kept theirs on at a justin bieber concert in san jose california we have elders that we are around all the time so we choose to be uh, more safer more safer than sorry the country's top doctor wants to know more about covid from big tech cbs's jim Crisula. u.s surgeon General Dr. Vivek Berthi has formally called on big tech to turn over data on COVID-19 misinformation by May 2nd. Murthy wants major tech platforms to submit details about the scale of COVID-19 misinformation on social media networks, search engines, e-commerce sites, and instant messaging. A family from Texas has won a temporary court victory over Governor Abbott in his order to treat gender-affirming care as child abuse. Shelley Skeen represents the family of a trans teenager. Every major medical association says that gender-affirming care is medically necessary. The judge's order blocking enforcement of the governor's order applies only to the family that sued. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. Exergen would like you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate. The study also reports that they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. We can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Gentlemen, now you can find the best brands and fits for you without even trying. Just follow these easy instructions. Step one, shop a personalized store that does all the work for you by customizing a selection for your taste and body. Step two, level up your closet with the best brands and fits with little to no effort. Not trying has never looked so good. Introducing Stitch Fix Freestyle, your personalized store. We're so you. Team Russia is out in Beijing. Russian and Belarusian athletes will no longer be allowed to compete in the Paralympic Winter Games in Beijing. The International Paralympic Committee had originally given both teams the green light to participate as neutral athletes without national symbols, but got immediate backlash. The group Athletes of Ukraine said the IPC was choosing bloodshed and profits over principle, and even the International Olympic Committee called for a ban on Russian athletes earlier this week. Both teams are in Beijing and we're ready to compete tomorrow when the Paralympics open in China. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Top fashion designers continue to show support for Ukraine. Balmain's Olivier Roustang capped Paris Fashion Week by sending a battalion of dancers onto the runway in stylish black and white flak jackets and tall helmets. They appeared to fight each other until two soldiers ended it with a dramatic kiss. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.
This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax Tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest. Resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Taco John's changed the chicken game with our fried chicken taco. Now, taste our greatest chicken ovation yet. Behold, new fried chicken tenders. Crispy, all-white meat chicken redesigned without the tortilla for a sleeker feasting experience. Optimized with powerful sauces to achieve maximum yum per dip by the 5, 10, or 20-pack. Upgrade to our newest menu item today. Fried chicken tenders from Taco John's. Bigger, bolder, better. Download our app for exclusive deals. Here at A Work of Heart, we are grateful for our customers and their loyalty. You have been a blessing to us, and we thank you again. 2021 was a challenge for us all. If you need a positive influence for the coming year, come into our store for a new spring flag or rug. We have the best selection of flags in the Mid-Ohio Valley. We have beautiful framed art made in Pennsylvania and Indiana. Many of our pieces of art have been painted and designed by our local artist, D. Jones. Our inspirational routed signs have been made in Indiana and West Virginia. If you need some new decor for your cabin or ski lodge, we have just what you need. Bear, deer, eagles, moose, wolves, horses, cows, roosters, chickens, pigs, goats, turkeys, dogs, cats, bunnies, ducks, and so much more. You can find it all at a work of heart in Grand Central Mall, Vienna, West Virginia. And find us on Facebook or at a workofheart.biz. From Gerza Realty and Building, it's Larry Conrath, the only Larry Conrath in real estate. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses, farms and acreage too. For the only Larry Conrath in real estate, please call 5913015. 5913015. What was that number? It's 5913015. Call the only Larry Conrath in real estate. 5913. 3015. At Ohio Health, you can see your doctor here, there, or anywhere. Whether it's in person. Hi there. How are you feeling today? Or at home. Hi there. How are you doing? At one of our 200 plus care sites across the state. All right. Let's take a look. Or on your tablet, smartphone, or computer. So when did this problem start? You'll feel good knowing Ohio Health provides the finest care anywhere. Schedule care today at ohiohealth.com slash finest care. The Trimble Tomcats are in the district final Friday against the Western Indians. Playoff high school basketball is brought to you by Hawking College, Lake Hope, Wendy's, Donato's, Larry's Doghouse, Steak and Shake, Eclipse Company Store, State Farm Insurance Agency Agent Shauna Stump, Snyder Stroh Jarrett Financial, 
and Steve Abdella at Auto Exchange. Tomcats are on 970 97.1 FM WATH Friday starting around 6.30 online at WXTQ.com slash WATH. If you're a business owner, we know in spite of tough times, you still want to give your business all the financial protection it needs. This is Russ Norris with Matthews Insurance. In over 75 years, our business has been helping to protect Athens area businesses. Ohio Mutual and Matthews Insurance can provide you with the policy designed to serve your needs as well as fast and fair claim service and a great price, too. Contact us today at 740-593-5573 or Google us. Matthews Insurance. Friendly. Reliable. Local. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. 2468. Who do we appreciate? Oysters. Oysters. Raw, raw, raw. Coach Turf, in summarizing the season, just completed an 0-10 year for your NF Tech football team. What kind of season would you say it's been? Well, you know, all in all, you got to put aside them heartbreaking losses. Uh, everything considered, when everything is all over, said and done with, it was a fine season. You know, when you go into a season and you figure you're going to have a fine season, make up that schedule. Wait, wait. I think it's the telephone, Coach. Boy, that telephone seems to ring a lot on this program. Well, you know, I better go ahead and get it then. Why, uh, why don't you go just, ahead and take just, it? Just a second. Give me a minute. Hello. Well, this here is Coach Art Turf. Head. That's right. I'm a head coach, athletic director. Well, that's right. You do. Well, go right ahead. What kind of proposal? Well, well, I'm listening. All right, well, uh, you know, that's a real fine proposal, and, uh, you know, I believe we might just accept that, and uh, I'll be getting back to you. Well, Coach Turf, it sounds like a, a very important telephone message you just took. Well, that's right. You know, uh, you know, you go your whole year and, and, and play your fine schedule and play all your fine ball games, and you, all your boys work hard. You work hard on offense and defense, and, and there's two things that you always shoot for when you get to start on a football season, and one of them is you want to shoot for the conference championship, and the other one is you want to get invited to a bowl game. And that there fella on the phone right there was the chairman of the organizing and selection committee for the toilet bowl game up in Flushing, and he, we've done been invited to play in that ball game. That's amazing, Coach, that a, a team with an 0-10 record would be inviting to a postseason bowl game. Well, you know, it, it just goes to show you that all your hard work pays off, all your fine boys that participate in your program, and those boys over to the toilet bowl is looking for a school that has a lot of prestige to it and can sell a lot of tickets, and they know that our fans are going to go to their ball game. That's how come that we've been invited to play in their ball game. We'll have more about the toilet bowl with Coach Art Turf right after we pause for this message. Can you imagine for the toilet bowl what sponsor it might be? Well, Coach Turf, your team will be going to a bowl game apparently this year, and although uh, with not an impressive record, you're no stranger to postseason play, are you? Well, not only that, we played in a lot of bowl games down through the years. Like, for example, here, take a look at our meteor guy here. Look at this list. You know, this is a real uh, comprehensive, all-inclusive list of all the bowl games we played. Like, for example, back in 1977, we played in the uh, toilet bowl game and played uh, Flushing State, the home team that year. We didn't uh, do too well. We got beat 62 and zip. But back in 1971, for example, we played in the Cereal Bowl and uh, played against Sunrise State and got beat 40 and zip and that one. But we not, haven't done too well win and loss-wise, but we did play in 1963 in the Punch Bowl game over in Hawaii, and we played against Left Hook State. Now, remember, they knocked us out of that one. That was 48 and zip. Coach, looking down your list of bowl games, I see another one here in 1957, the Salad Bowl. 
Well, that's right. You know, we played uh, against Cucumber Tech in that one, and they whooped us pretty good, 57-0, and, and I remember after that one, I ran out and really got pickled. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH Good morning. 37 degrees outside, cloudy. Due to get up a couple more notches to 45 and later in the day, partly sunny. But as we look ahead, we've got some uh, pleasant temperatures on Saturday and Sunday, 70s. Mid-70s, how about that? A little bit of maybe a light rain on Sunday. But Saturday is supposed to be exceptional. All right. Good morning, folks. Welcome. Scott's uh, disappeared for the moment. I don't know where he is, but uh, he'll join us here briefly. Um, and I thought I had printed something off, but um, I don't see it amongst my stack here, so... Normally I tell you today is this and today is that and all of that sort of thing, but somehow or other that, at least for the moment, I've misplaced that. But um, let's see here. We can talk about some things, of course. Um, <clears throat> for example, trivia question. Alexander Graham Bell, right? We all remember. Oh, Scott Speck. Good, good. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I um, Medium. Low. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was unloading things from my vehicle, my SUV. Okay. You have an SUV? Yeah, that's an SUV. Okay. Just like you have an SUV. I used to have a girlfriend named SUV. Was it a vehicle? No. Oh, okay. I think I drove her a couple times, though. But. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, ne uh, never mind. Um, so, <clears throat> Alexander Graham Bell. Of course, he invented, we might say, the telephone, right? What, how do you think he wanted people to answer the telephone? With what greeting? Um, was it hello? I can tell you right now, it was not. Was it howdy? Bonjour? Ahoy? Or greetings? 
Let's see. I was going to say, when you first mentioned that, I was going to say, greeted by this. Hello, do you know your limited vehicle warranty has expired? We're here to help you. Please call us back at 1-800-VEHICLE. How many of those do they get? You oh, know? way too many. You know your limited warranty vehicle. Well, or we can improve your mortgage, or we can do this, or we can do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the um, cell phone calls particularly um, out of this world. Yeah. I will guess, ahoy, matey. You are correct. Aha. Uh-huh. Now, when the general public took this, only 42% thought Ahoy was correct. Yeah. 51% thought greetings would be what he wanted us to say. But at one time, saying Ahoy was the preferred way to answer the telephone. The very brief popularity of this telephone greeting stemmed from the fact that Ahoy was Alexander Graham Bell's preferred way to answer the telephone. His rival, Thomas Edison, however, urged people instead to use the word hello. For whatever reason, hello pushed past ahoy and never looked back. The same cannot be said of the phone book's recommended way to end the phone conversation. The phone book recommended, that is all. But instead we say goodbye. I kind of like the way our succinct caller used to call in years ago and hang up whenever he was finished. Remember the succinct caller? Of course. He would call in, and when he would finish up, he wouldn't even give you a chance to say anything. He would keep talking like this and all of a sudden just say, bye now. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. As opposed to bye later. Yeah, I um, I told our audience before you got back with us this morning that um, uh, today is this, today is that list. I, I swear I printed it, but I don't see it anywhere. Anyway. Oh, well, here I will just you find it for you. Very quickly. Okay. Well, do that, please. In the meantime, I have another little bit of trivia here. Um, Is Edelweiss the Australian national anthem? Austrian, excuse me. Is Edelweiss the Austrian national anthem? Oh, I have no idea. Okay, now, where where did we know that tune from the most? What was the sound of music? Remember that motion picture? Sure do. Julie Andrews? Yes. And it was done in plays. I did that show, I suppose, a half dozen different productions of that. Okay, you want to hold that thought for a second because our birthday girl is here. Oh, okay. Well, folks, um, if you listen to our stations, you're probably familiar with the voice of Liz. And Liz, uh, take that microphone. 
Um, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Okay, pull it over towards you. And um, ah, hello, hello. There you go. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. And uh, Liz, of course, uh, you hear each morning on Power 105, our sister station. And she's on from 6 till 10, as I recall. That's right, 6 a.m. to 10 every weekday morning. There you go. And then over here on WATH, she's also featured, is it from noon to 4? It is noon to 4, 1 to 4, depending on the day. Okay. And um, Liz, tell me where you're from. Uh, well, I was raised here in Athens, Ohio. I've been here around, well, 23 years now, but no I was kidding. born in Texas. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And y y y your parents came to Athens, why? Um, I figure, well, my dad worked at uh, General Mills for a long time. I think he moved here for that opportunity, though it's in Wellston. Uh, yes. You know, it's a, it's a nice university town, so my parents were like, all right, you know, maybe raise some children here. How about that? Yeah, how about that? Well, you're celebrating your 23rd birthday. I sure am. You know, it feels absolutely no different from <laughs> 21 and 22. <laughs> well, maybe later in the day it will. Yeah. But uh, Once all my friends are awake. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it's a pleasure to have you as part of the staff. I, I listen to you uh, a good bit. And, um, you know, you're so conversational. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You and know, it's it's been super fun working here. It's been uh, over a year now, I believe, October and November, somewhere in between there is, uh -huh. was my year anniversary. It's been great. It's been so fun. I, I love it. Well, it's just, you know, here on the AM side, when I listen to you, you know, you just have little interesting remarks periodically. Oh, thank you. And... Um, it's, it's exactly what, um, you know, it's live, it's local, and it's good. And so, thanks for joining us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And happy birthday today. Thank you so much, Dave. It's, uh, it's, I can't wait to do my, my show here if you want to tune in, 12 to 4. It None. might be 1 to 4 today, Scott, do you know? Um, nice 12. Okay, 12 yeah. to 4 today, I'll be on. Playing some tunes. Dynamite. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Liz. Happy birthday to you. I, I want the go. I want the Marilyn Monroe version. We can do that. Can do that. <laughs> well, I I better I better get back to my uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> to, back to FM. Make sure it's not paused or nothing. Well, I want to say I'm glad I was the first one to sing happy birthday to you, you were, this morning. You were the first one to <laughs> sing happy birthday to me, that's for sure. So you've done it twice now. Yes. Yeah. Way to go, man. Yes. Three mm -hmm. times the charm. Yes. Well, thanks again for having me. Twice as nice. All right. Well, we'll have you again this afternoon. Of course, of course. Enjoy your guys' show. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> ah, yes. Twice Liz Huber. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see here. We were talking about... Um, Oh, Julie Andrews, right? Yes. In The Sound of Music. Um, that movie was introduced, now today's the 3rd, right? Yes. Of March? Yes. It was introduced, oh, wait a minute. No, that's not right. In 1965, and I remember when it was released, and I remember going down to, I 
can't remember the name of the movie theater, and I, I went with my parents. But it was the single movie theater that had the cinema extra wide screen in Columbus. Um, and we like saw, the panoramic screens? Yes. Yeah, it was terrific. And what a great show. But... Um, It was on March 2nd, 1965. So, yesterday, many years ago. Just thought you'd like to know. Who said that? My dad? Just that? No. Yes. Is that right? Suddenly yes, that I'm was it. Having a That's the book title, too. Fuzzy, fuzzy moment. That's right, the book. And, um... The book still is available for sale. It is a project of um, Ralph Izzard, who we miss. He's gone now. And, uh, oh, what was her name? Um, she, she taught at OU in the uh, journalism department, and now she's joined another institution. I've sort of lost track of her. She left town. But she was here quite a long time and really a neat gal. Anyway, just thought you'd like to know. That's available at the Southeast Ohio History Center. And um, among uh, many books about Athens. i tell you what, I will add too. If you want some great reading about memories of Mr. Palmer, Fred Palmer, that is a cool book to read. I've read it. And very amusing stories in there. So yeah, and they're all they're all like if you read them aloud, two maybe three minutes long. So it's um, I don't mean this to sound as awful as it will, but I call it a toilet book. It's one you have in the bathroom and you sit down and you just read a story or two. You yeah, know what I mean? It's a bathroom book. That's that's what I meant. Yeah. But it is, it's really interesting, amusing, entertaining, enlightening. I mean, you could go on and on yeah. with that. But it's uh, got some great things in there. Memories of days gone by, years gone by, and, you know, things maybe a little bit in the foreseeable future when they were written. Today, March 3rd, is National Hospitalist Day. National Anthem Day, National Cold Cuts Day, National I Want You to Be Happy Day. Are there more? Yeah, yeah. if you want to scroll go down. over here. Yep. I'm not used to this kind of mouse. Just scroll it okay. with the wheel there. Oh. There okay. you go. Um, National Mold Wine Day. National Soup It Day, Soup It Forward Day. What's I don't get that. National Soup It Forward Day. What's that mean? We'll find out here. Okay. And um, that that's it. That's the that's list. That's it. National, National Soup, Soup It, it Forward. Forward Day encourages us to deliver love 
and kindness by the bowl full, because a warm cup of kindness comes in many forms. So, let's see here. <laughs> what does that mean? We all know, well, let's see, when you make a pot of soup, it always is nearly enough to feed an army if you're used to cooking for many. So I guess it means share or fix a bowl of soup for somebody, including yourself. Uh, show, show me how to get back to the, okay. uh, what you call it here. The temperature? Yeah. The weather? Do it slowly. Oh, that one? Yeah, see here. And go down here. Down here and then down there. Okay. Oh, the cloud and the earth. I yeah. see. Okay. The sun. The icon. Yes. All right. Well, anyway, good morning, folks. March 3rd it is. So among those things, we got the historical stuff, as is customary. In the On this date in 1575, Indian Mughal Emperor Akbar defeats the Bengali army at the Battle of Tukaroi. Tukaroi? T-U-K-A-R-O-I. 1575, that was. 1857, the, the Second Opium War. France and the United Kingdom declare war on China. Hmm. 1861, Alexander II of Russia signs the Emancipation Manifesto, freeing serfs and granting them the full rights of free citizens. eighteen eighty seven Anne Sullivan begins teaching six year old blind and deaf Helen Keller nineteen seventeen the first major strike of the Russian February Revolution starts at the giant Poltilov factory that in Petrograd. Now we're up to 1921. Toronto's Dr. Banting and Dr. Best announced discovery of insulin. Wow. 1939, Mahatma Gandhi begins a fast in Mumbai, now Bombay, to protest against autocratic rule in India. Just a couple more. In 1943, the Battle of Bismarck Sea. Australian and American Air Forces devastate the Japanese Navy convoy. 1991. Los Angeles police officers severely beat motorist Rodney King. The beating is famously captured on amateur video and later leads to riots when the police officers are acquitted. Um, let's see here, some birthdays. Well, just by coincidence, we were talking about Alexander Graham Bell earlier. 
And as it turns out, he was born on this date in 1847. Well, ahoy. Ahoy. He also passed in 1922. Here's a woman I'm not real familiar with, although I'd like to be. (laughs) She looks nice. Jessica Beal, B-I-E-L, who's celebrating her 40th birthday. Obviously in showbiz, I think. Yes. She is an American actress. Jessica Clare Timberlake is her name. She's an actress and a model. Beal began her career as a vocalist, appearing in musical productions until she was cast as Mary Camden in the family drama series Seventh Heaven, in which she achieved recognition. Um, the re- remaining two birthdays are also alive. <laughs> Come, oh, my phone. Let me turn that thing off. There we go. Off it is. Uh, Camilla Cabello, another attractive gal. She's celebrating her 25th birthday today. Camilla Cabello. C-A-B-E-L-L-O. She is a Cuban-American singer-songwriter. She rose to prominence as a member of the girl group The Fifth Harmony. Ronan Keating. K-E-A-T-I-N-G. 45th birthday today. He looks familiar. I don't know what shows I've seen him in. Ronan Patrick John Keating is an Irish singer, songwriter, and television and radio presenter who currently hosts a breakfast show on Magic Radio. He debuted in 1994 alongside Keith Duffy, Michael Graham, Shane Lynch, and Stephen Gately as the co-lead singer of the Irish group Boy Zone. Okay. Well, a couple of famous deaths to mention. Um, I was always a fan of Abbott and Costello, right? I thought they were really entertaining. Yes, and still are. And still still <clears throat> would enjoy their films. Well, Lou Costello died on this date in 1959. He was born in 1906. And... Um, The other person I have to uh, mention in terms of famous deaths is that of Roger Bannister. Uh, He was born in 1929, but died again on this date in 2018. Roger Bannister. He was a track star, actually, and he was the very first human being to run the mile underneath the four-minute mark. Sir Roger Gilbert Bannister Uh, was an English middle-distance athlete and neurologist who ran the first sub-four-minute mile at the 1952 Olympics in Helsinki. Bannister set a British record in the 1,500 meters but finished in fourth place. If I'm not mistaken, that four-minute mile was was, uh, broken shortly after that as well. That is... uh, Bannister's record was broken shortly after that. Um, I, I may briefly mention this a couple days ago, but I want to 
mention it a little more today. Yellowstone National Park in on March 1st a couple days ago but the year 1872 Yellowstone became our nation's first national park and in fact on that date, you might say the whole concept of national parks was invented. Before that time, national land was seen as nothing more than a resource to be exploited. But the, na the natural splendor of Yellowstone changed uh, a lot of people's thinking on the subject. Folks, you've heard me uh, tease myself and, and the topic in general of Wyoming. Or should I say Wyoming? Okay. Um, I lived in Sheridan, Wyoming, which is in the northern part of the state, pretty much center as far as east-west was concerned. Um, Billings, Montana was due north of us. I played some ball up there. Um, the um, Sheridan, Wyoming, I, I forget its population size then or now. I guess we could look it up. Um, but it's not a big city. Not at all. But it has a college there. And it's called Sheridan College. My dad had become very involved in a thing called the American Indian, All-American Indian Board, I guess. Board of Trustees, something like that. And in Sheridan, Wyoming, they would annually host an event called the, All, the uh, American Indian festival. It may have had a little slightly different name. Too many years have gone by. And uh, my dad thought Sheridan was so cool, and it was, unless you had to live there and go to college there. <laughs> but anyway, um, but Yellowstone was right next door. I mean, just a couple miles away population of Sheridan as of 2019 17,844 I don't think that's much different than it would have been then maybe a little bit larger but um, 17,000 um, you know you talk about um, What's the term when you don't like a certain race? Prejudiced. Okay, prejudiced. I'll, I'll go with that. Um, back then, and we're talking about in the 60s, there was still a significant prejudice against Native American Indians. 
out west. Sheridan was less so because they had these different festivals for them. But um, but it still existed. Almost worse were how black people were treated in Sheridan. I, I don't mean to be graphic, but I'm going to give you an example. The basketball team at Sheridan College were really good players. Some famous names had come out of there that went on to NBA stuff. Um, but if they walked just on the main street on a Saturday morning, maybe to go to a little restaurant to get a bite to eat, there might be someone standing on the sidewalk watching everybody who would spit on them. That drove me nuts. These were my friends. I had not experienced that kind of behavior, negative, prejudiced behavior. These guys were all from New Jersey and New York and fine basketball programs at their high schools and the like and got um, recruited to one of the better um, small junior college type programs in the nation for basketball. What else about Yellowstone? So I lived in a dormitory, right? And it had a big lobby with a tall ceiling. At Christmas time, we would sneak up into Yellowstone Park and walk around, kind of dark-like, and pick a tree. And in a very illegal, unauthorized manner, this tree became the, the Christmas tree in the dorm. <laughs> my, my. My, my. Boys, boys. Yeah. Well, Yellowstone's beautiful, folks. If you've never visited it, I encourage you to do so. All right. Shall we talk about COVID a bit? Uh, that's up to you. Have we had enough COVID talk for a while? Uh, what do you think, Scott? Well, we can do, let's do like the local okay. areas and maybe statewide. Here in Athens, uh, there were 21 new cases yesterday. There were 10 the day before that and 5 the day before that. Now, so that looks like it's rising, right? It's not true. It's the way the numbers are being turned in after a weekend. 
But the point is we used to have far higher numbers of new cases. If you want to average these, it's basically 10 a day. Now, how many have we had since this whole thing began in our county? 14,321 cases. If you blend that number against our county's population, that means 22%, just shy of 22%, have experienced COVID of the people living in this county. In the hospital today, well, this is as of yesterday. 334 people. Now, how many deaths have we had in our county since COVID began? 126. That's not even 1% of our um, how do I want to say of the number of people who have caught it not even 1% 0.88% died now of course if you knew someone who died we send out our very deep condolences one death is bad but when you compare Athens to other places um, we're doing good and the numbers have improved significantly there are fewer daily deaths By the way, before the number I gave you just now, 126, for four days there had been no new deaths. It had been at 124. I hope that makes sense to you. Vaccination rate, 53.14%. So 34,720 Athens Countyans have been vaccinated. Okay, let's move on and do the state of Ohio. Now, by the way, what's the number I use for the population of Athens County? 65,332. Which represents 0.56% of the population of our state. Our state's population, 11,689,100. Now, yesterday, in the state of Ohio, um, we have had thus far 
since this whole thing began, 2,656,152 cases, which is 22.7% of the state's population has had COVID. Remember, we were 21.9%. Um, active cases right now statewide, 68,943. The number of people in um, hospital care, I break it down into two figures. One is regular hospital care, that's 99,350. In an ICU unit, intensive care that is, 13,241. Okay, how many have recovered now? 2,587,209. So 97.4% of those that have gotten it have recovered. The state's uh, vaccination rate better than us, 61.84%. We're 53.14. And uh, how many deaths station, uh, station, how many deaths statewide? Thirty six thousand eight hundred and twenty two. There were fifty one hundred and fifty five new deaths yesterday. But once again, if you look back two days, they're catching up on numbers. So like two days ago there were sixty deaths, yesterday eighty seven, and then today's report one fifty five. You would be more accurate to um, average those. So that's the state in Athens situation as of yesterday, 2 p.m. Where is the hour gone? We only have eight minutes left. It's just flown by. It's going. Well, let's move on. In terms of international news, initially, Russia has captured Kyrgyzstan. It's K-H-E-R-S-O-N. It's a southern Ukrainian city. And it was overtaken by Russian forces yesterday. The first major city captured by Russia since its invasion of the Ukraine began one week ago. The southern city is a strategic and economic hub with access to the Black Sea and is located near the mouth of the, I don't know how to pronounce this, the Dnieper River, Dnieper, D-N-I-E-P-E-R, however you would say that, Dnieper River. Now the capital, Kiev, is the second largest city of Kharkiv. It continued to receive heavy shelling 
including a downed missile that landed near Kyiv's central rail station. But despite the bombardment, reports say the Ukrainian front line held outside Kharkiv and a Russian convoy outside of Kyiv remained stalled. I'm not sure I read that very well to you. I hope you got it. Ukrainian officials said yesterday more than 2,000 civilians have been killed since fighting broke out, which was a week ago. And incidentally, they mentioned that figure has not been independently confirmed. Another stat, more than 1 million of the country's nearly 44 million residents have fled the country. Well, both sides have signaled the desire for a second round of ceasefire negotiations, which may take place as soon as today. The Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has said bombings must cease before talks resume. In a separate matter, the United Nations General Assembly voted 141 to 5 in a non-binding measure to condemn Russians' actions. Now, if you're running the numbers, 141 to 5, there's... um. There's 35 countries that didn't vote. One of them being India. 35 countries abstained. All right. Ford Motor Company is uh, splitting their company, I don't know if in half is fair to say, but they're going to split its all-electric vehicle manufacturing plant away from the internal combustion engine vehicle plants. Ford said yesterday it plans to spend $5 billion on electric vehicles this year. That's double what they spent last year. It also aims to produce more than 2 million electric vehicles by 2026, with invest- investments expected to reach $50 billion. They're not the only ones doing this, folks. Um, this is a worldwide effort. And in this worldwide effort, Tesla is dominating the space thus far. They uh, 
account for more than half of all EVs, electric vehicles, sold. But Hyundai, Toyota, General Motors, they're all, they're all involved in this. Well, let's see here. The women's um, basketball team won last night, right? Yes, they beat Miami. And, of course, the uh, arch rivalry, <clears throat> to some degree, we would say, I don't think it's as strong as it used to be, but it still exists between Miami and Ohio. Um, when I was uh, in my uh, elder teens, if there is such a thing, Man, that rivalry was hot between OU and Oxford. But as I've said a few times, when the same team wins year after year, kind of rubs that rivalry a little bit dim, dimmer anyway, because the Bobcats have owned Miami in just about every sport particularly football and men's basketball and women's basketball. In recent years. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, when the Which is why I think it has wins. faded, you know? Yeah. So you're, ex- you're certainly right. Kind of rubs, rubs off the luster of what used to be a pretty hot rivalry. I remember looking forward to the Miami game, the last game of the year, in men's basketball, whether it was at Miami or in the Convo. Uh, a few friends and I traveled to Oxford a few times yep. to see that. Uh, so, you know, the Bobcats have dominated that series in recent years. I had a very serious girlfriend who, uh, I think I've mentioned a time or two, graduated from uh, uh, Miami. And, um, oh, well, she... Um, I, I swear it changed her. <laughs> I, I really do. Uh, for the better or worse? For, I can't say that. It's just, um, it just changed her. That's all. Well, anyway, folks, we're, we're essentially out of time. Today's a Thursday edition, the third day of March. Please be careful out there. Take care of each one another. And uh, the mask mandate has faded uh, away largely. But that still means be careful, right? Yep. Common sense. Yep. And we'll see you tomorrow. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Russian troops move in on Ukraine by land, by sea, and by air. Moscow's released video of what it says are Russian helicopters over Ukraine. Ukrainian officials say Russian forces have laid siege to more urban areas and gained ground in strategic port cities in the south. Hundreds of civilians have been killed. Many continue to take up the fight. CBS's Chris Livesay spoke with a man who runs a craft brewery in Lviv. He switched from making beer to homemade bombs. I see you with the Molotov cocktail, and I see the Russians with tanks. It feels like David and Goliath. 
death. Yeah, actually, we have uh, World War III here now in 20, 21st century, and we stand against the huge army, but we will stand to the last. The UN says more than a million people have now fled Ukraine. Correspondent Steve Futterman spoke with one of them. The refugees here in Poland are hearing the reports of Ukraine cities, including the capital Kyiv, under increasing attack. This woman acknowledges the reports from Ukraine the last few days have not been what she wants to hear. You see every day, every day, every day something the bed, bed, bed. President Biden is asking Congress for tens of billions of dollars more in emergency funding for two key priorities. Correspondent Stephen Portnoy. About two-thirds of the $32 billion emergency request would fund efforts